Hey, hey, it is uh, shortly after uh, 1 o'clock on here in your Sunday afternoon. Good to have you along. John Scholes and again, employment lawyer Lior Samfiru from Samfiru to Market LLP, the most positively reviewed law firm in the country. Good to have you with us over the next hour. you got plenty of opportunity from now till then to call the show and ask your questions about your employment life. It could be a simple severance question. It could be about a temporary layoff. We're even still getting vaccine questions, but uh, bring them all on. There is no dumb questions, and you've got plenty of time to do so. That is 416-872-1010. Again, 416-872-1010 to join us here on air. You want to reach out by email. That is help at employmentlawyer.ca. Actually, we're going to use answers at employmentlawyer.ca just to differentiate answers at employmentlawyer.ca. That's a good one because uh, we're going to get through the email box today for sure. They've been piling up over the last week, so we want to clean that sucker out for sure. But we always start every show, pal, with uh, a couple things you've been working on or been want to discuss anyway with the uh, the week that was. Lior, what do you got, pal? Hey, John, great to be here. As always, of course, to talk about employment law, and uh, mm-hmm. you know we have the the uh, time of the week where we get to solve problems. This is a, an opportunity for you to have your problems solved, your workplace issues solved, or at least to get some guidance and answers so that you know what to do when you're going back to work tomorrow. What to say to your boss if they've posed uh, an ultimatum, how to respond to a difficult situation to understand your rights, to understand how the law operates. So if you're losing your job, lost your job, your job has changed, your boss has uh, imposed new rules, maybe you're off on a layoff or on a leave, whatever the situation, if it has to do with you, your employer, your job, you're listening to The Right Show and call us now with some questions and I'll answer them and you walk away with that information We'll also give you my contact information at the office so that you can follow up with me and have a private discussion. But a couple of situations that came across my desk. Uh, first one I'll tell you about, John. I know we've talked a lot about maternity leaves and, and the fact that an employer has to hire an employee back for maternity leave, and, yep. and there's no exceptions to that. Well, I recently had a bit of a twist on this uh, situation. I spoke with a lady who uh, was on a, on a, a maternity and parental leave for uh, about 15 or 16 months. And yeah, her employer said, absolutely glad to have you back. Can't wait to have you back. All is good. Well, as she was on leave, she had found out that the three other people that were do- that, that have the same job as her in the company all got a pay raise while she was off, which mm-hmm. is great. And when she came back, he said, okay, well, I understand everyone got a pay raise. Am I getting a pay raise? They said, well, no, we're not going to give that to you. It's not fair. They've been working for the last 15 months. You haven't. So we'll consider you next year for a pay raise, but you're not getting one now. Hmm. So she called me. This didn't seem right to her, and she wanted to know what her rights are. So, John, she was absolutely correct to call me because what this employer is doing is not legal. The law is very, very clear. If your position, the position you hold, gets a raise while you're off on a leave, you have to get that raise. In other words, you have to be treated as everyone else as if you were still working. You can't be treated differently because you took a parental leave. So if the position that you hold got a $1 an hour pay increase while you're off and everyone else got it, you have to get it as well. So their failure to give her that pay raise, uh, a human rights violation, it would be a uh, an employment standards violation. It could even be a constructive dismissal. So it's illegal. So what she's asked me to do is to send them a letter reminding them of their uh, legal obligations. And I assure you that's going to resolve it. And, and she's going to get her pay raise and everything will be fine. 
But an important reminder there for all our listeners that when it comes to parental leave, yes, if, if the position gets more money, if there's a pay increase, you should get it as well if you took that parental leave. There's no exceptions to that. Let's get on to your second matter before we slide into some phone calls or just getting lined up. What else you got going on, pal? I spoke with a gentleman who had uh, been uh, was off work for a while for medical reasons, but did come back to work on an accommodation basis. Mm-hmm. Right. And his doctor gave him a note saying he needs to be accommodated. And in fact, he got that accommodation from his employer. Well, very recently, uh, the company told him that, listen, you've been accommodated for about three and a half months now. So we think that that's enough. We've met our obligation. So you're going to be uh, off work uh, until you're able to uh, to come back to your pre-accommodation job and, and uh, let us know how that goes. So, of course, he called me because it didn't seem right. And just like with our previous matter that I told you about, he was very correct to call me. That's illegal. The company has a duty to accommodate, and it doesn't end after two or three months. There's no end. It's indefinite. Uh, the only time a company can doesn't have to accommodate if it's so difficult, so hard, so over the top right. that it just becomes unworkable. In this case, clearly they were able to accommodate. They were doing it for a few months, so they can't just stop now. So what we're looking at here is a human rights violation. Can't do that. So a reminder there, a very, very important reminder for employees and employers that if an employee has a, a need for accommodation, modified duties, modified hours, working from home. If, as long as there's a legitimate reason and a doctor backs it up, the company has to make that happen. They don't get to say no. They don't get to stop after a while. They have to do it. And if they don't, John, there's going to be some very, very significant repercussions. Again, that number to join us on the show today, live, of course, 416-872-1010. 416-872-1010. want to get to Michael, who's been standing by. Hi, Mike. Uh, good afternoon. How are you, pal? Good afternoon. How are you? Good. What's on your mind? So um, my employee ju- employer just sent a mail uh, on my address, and I received it. Uh, they notified that their system got breached, and they got hacked, and all the employees' information got leaked, including phone number, address, social security number, and um, everything. So I was wondering if I have a case for a lawsuit because all my information is in the hands of random people now. So you would have a case if... They, if they didn't take proper care of your information, if they didn't have proper systems in place to protect that information, if they were negligent, uh, then yeah, you may absolutely have a case. But if they took reasonable care, but they got hacked, and remember, there's government agencies that get hacked, you know, there's some, some top-notch organizations that get hacked, then unfortunately, in that case, you can't have a case because they really didn't do anything wrong. So it comes down to were they negligent or was this hacker uh, just able to get around their good systems? So if you find out information about what their systems was and how this hack happened and were they negligent or was it just one of those things, once you have that information, happy to talk to you. Yes, you may have a case. Obviously, it's a big deal to have your uh, your confidential information leaked. But just because it was leaked doesn't necessarily mean that your employer was negligent. I see. And um, one more question is that, so they they got hacked in November, but they just notified me. Um, is that okay? Or did they have to notify me immediately once my information got out? They absolutely should have notified you. So here's the thing. If something happens, if you incur any losses because of this, someone is able to access your bank account or do something with your identity, and 
if this could have been avoided had they let you know earlier, then they could be liable. Absolutely, uh, that would be com- that was a completely wrong move to wait, you know, several months to notify you. But it's a question of was this delay? Did this delay cause anything? Did it do anything, or or, or is it something that you managed to kind of get out of without any losses? If there are any losses, if some, someone does anything with your identity, your money, anything like that, definitely reach out to me. All right. Thank you so much. Thanks, Michael. Appreciate the uh, appreciate the call. You know, it, it's funny too, Lior, and I mean, it's maybe it's just, uh, you know, everyone's a little bit over overly cautious these days. But when Michael started saying he got an email from work and it was now back in November when this apparently happened, I'm sure he's done this, but I always go to the top of that email, click on the actual sender and make sure it's actually from his employer. Uh, you know, speaking of scam emails, they can maybe be asking for information a little deeper around the email. You know, you know what I mean? Like, make sure it's actually from the employer. I well, think uh, you know, step. This is kind of a side note, but but it's interesting that you say that. that so, you know, I, I am one of the owners of my company, right? Mm-hmm. And I, do you, every single week, uh, employees of my company get emails supposedly from me right. saying, hey, I need your help. I need you to go buy some gift cards and send them to, to, to someone. Uh, it, luckily, they check and they see that it's not really from my email address. It says Lior Sam Fear, who, but mm-hmm. it's from a different email address, and now they know it's not really for me. But definitely, uh, diligence and vigilance is uh, very much called for these days. You bet. Again, the email address to reach out answers at employmentlawyer.ca, answers at employmentlawyer.ca. And of course, we're taking your phone calls just like that. And that is 416 872 1010. I want to get to Fred first here before we get to our first break in a couple of minutes. It says, Guys, my employer found out that I was looking for another job. I was fired on the spot and I've not been paid any severance. Am I owed anything in this case? Well, there's two aspects for it. So number one, can he lose his job over it? And number two, uh, does, does he get severed? So in terms of getting uh, or sort of losing his job, yeah. I mean, it's certainly not a nice thing to do, but his employer is allowed to let him go. Remember kind of the overall rule when it comes to losing your job is, yes, your employer is allowed to let you go for pretty much every any reason, most reasons as long as they pay severance. Mm -hmm. So in this case, the company is unhappy, I guess, that he was looking for another job. Can they let him go? Sure, they can let him go. But of course, they have to pay him severance. The fact that he was looking for another job does not allow the company to let him go for cause to avoid having to pay him severance, not at all. He actually hasn't committed any sort of workplace misconduct. I understand why the company is not happy, but he's actually not done anything wrong. So uh, if the company wants them gone, if they say, you know what, we just don't trust you, we don't want you here, fine. But full severance has to be paid. So definitely an interesting scenario. And I've seen this before, uh, just because you're looking for another job. Now, by the way, John, it would be different if instead of working, he's spending all days hunting for all day, uh, hunting for another job, sending out resume when he should be working. That's time theft. That's mm-hmm. different. But as long as he's not doing that, if he's let go, John, full servants have to be paid. And we'll take a short break. Get into that now. Return with more of your phone calls. Don't hesitate. Grab that phone. we got lots of open lines, tons of time. It's 416-872-1010. And help at employmentlawyer.ca or answers at employmentlawyer.ca. We'll continue right here on the Employment Law Show. Stand by. 
All righty. Welcome back. It is uh, 120 on your Sunday. I want to remind you, you can catch Lior and myself on our TV show as well. Ask a lawyer that happens on CP24 Wednesday nights at 930. Just go to cp24.com slash ask a lawyer and you'll catch us doing our thing for 30 minutes on TV. And of course, past radio shows, you can always go to uh, employmentlawyer.ca, the media page, and you'll see past radio shows of this nature. We do uh, pretty much across the country, right? For the last 10 years, but here and now call in, talk to us 416 to 1010 answers at employmentlawyer.ca to send an email to the show as we're concentrating on that for the remainder in between the calls got uh, tony standing by hey tony thanks for hanging on pal how are you good how are you guys doing good sir what's on your mind uh so i'm a middle manager for a logistics company we're federally federally regulated according to what we're being told uh i've been there for just over 20 years i have about uh 10 or 11 people that work under me. We lost our major contracts, so we're basically being told that our contract's being closed and we're expected to get packages probably this week or next week. And I'm just wondering uh, what I should be expecting, what I should be doing. Great call. Uh, Excellent. Excellent call, uh, Tony. And uh, how old are you right now, Tony? I'm 42. Okay. So the main factors that go into assessing what you're owed as part of this package is your age, your position, the type of job you have, and the length of your employment. So the longer you work, the older you are, and the more senior position you have, the more you are owed. So if we apply that to you, obviously you're in a managerial position, 20 years, you're in your uh, 40s, someone in your situation will be looking at anywhere from 16 to 18 months of severance, okay? So that's what severance would look like for you. That's what your package would look like. Now, to be even more specific, so let's say that 18 months is the right period of time. What you want is for all components of your compensation to be included. So salary, of course. If you have benefit coverage, the benefit coverage has to be included. If you have have bonuses, you know, let's say once a year, you get a student bonus, that has to be included. So everything has to be included, not just your salary. Does that make sense, Tony? Does it matter if they told us we're federally regulated and no. we're actually entitled to two days per year of service? No, they told it us. does not matter. Federally, provincially, your full entitlements are going to be exactly the same. Mm-hmm. So no, it's not two days per year, not at all. So you're looking at somewhere between 16 to 18 months, not days, not weeks, months, of total compensation. If you've received less than that, you call me. If you've received more than that, you're happy and you sign right away. But uh, anything less than that, you give me a call, it's gonna be easy to resolve. But also, you said that they're kind of shutting it down. Tell your colleagues as well, don't let them be taken uh, taken for a ride. They're probably are gonna be owed a heck of a lot more than what they're offered as well. So have them uh, call me as well. But for you specifically, Tony, 16 to 18 months, federally regulated or provincially, won't change it at all. Now, the fact that we have uh, basically medical benefits, RSP match, and we, uh, management, uh, the people under me, including me, have uh, RSP match and uh, benefits, medical benefits. Me and myself and uh, the management that are going to be let go also have a, like a, get a bonus depending on uh, every year how we do. So... That does that should look when when I do get presented with a package is that should that be looking for that to be factored in as well or yes absolutely so what you would look at is let's look at the last three years and see what kind of a bonus did you get so let's say over the last three years you got a, I don't know an average of five thousand dollars a year I'm just making up a, yep. a number here so if it's an average is five thousand dollars a year 
uh, then that, that has to be accounted for over 18 months. That would be $7,500. So that has to be included as well. Absolutely. And we simply would look at an average, Tony. Okay, one last uh, point in, or question. Sure. Um, uh, I, I get basically, through my years of service, I've accumulated uh, four weeks a year of uh, vacation. Uh, I don't use it all the time, and I've been banking it. They let us bank it, and I can always carry it over. I have about 17 weeks of unused vacation. Wow. And I, just because I've been there for so long, right? And I just never use a week or two every year. So does that is that also something I should be looking into? Or Absolutely. Any accrued and unpaid vacation, apart from the, the severance, has to be paid. Absolutely. So if you, they've let you accrue and it's on the books that you've accrued 17 weeks, then absolutely they have to pay that over and above any severance. It has nothing to do with the severance. It doesn't impact the severance. They absolutely have to pay. That's money that you've already earned. They have to pay it out. Absolutely. Okay. I'll give you a call as soon as I know. Thanks, Tony. Tony, thanks, pal. I'm going to give you that number. And for you as well, if you're listening to, to the show today, please contribute. Call in and talk to us. See how much information Tony got in about two and a half minutes. It's amazing. Here's how you're going to reach out, Tony, as well. When the uh, package arrives on your lap, it's 1-855-821-5900. I'll give it to you again. 1-855-821-5900. Anytime outside the hour of the show, you can use that uh, use that number at uh, at your leisure answers at employmentlawyer.ca that's the email address you want to use as well for any correspondence and uh, again here and now still got plenty of time 416-872-1010 to call us here like tony did man just get that information it's key for sure margo's up next is guys back in uh, november 2021 was put on uh, or the not vaccinated or says put off i'm not vaccinated i'm still on leave i asked the company for severance but they're saying uh, that i'm not fired <laughs> what can i do wow so think about it. That's a, a brilliant move, right? Mm. We'll just no, no. You're not fired. We're just going to put you on a leave for how long? I don't know. Maybe for the next 25 years. But you're not fired, so uh, so we don't have to pay you severance. You 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 understand that if it was that simple, no one would ever be fired. If I want to let go of an employee, I would just simply say, no, no, I'm not letting you go. I'll just put you on a leave indefinitely, and I would avoid severance. If it was that simple, clearly uh, everyone would do that, and there would be no need to pay severance. Well, of course, it doesn't work that way. Uh, vaccine status or otherwise, the company doesn't have a right to put you on an unpaid leave. Once they do, the law considers that to be a termination. The law makes that decision. The company doesn't make that decision. The law says, too bad. Whatever your intentions are, employer, the law now considers this to be a termination, meaning this employee now can say, no, I'm not accepting this. Mm -hmm. I want my severance. It's not the company's decision. They don't get to say that. So in this particular situation, uh, what, what she can do is to say, yeah, I, I'm getting my severance. The company may not see it that way too bad. Once I get involved, the company understands, okay, we've been you know called on it. Now we have to pay severance. Yeah. So have her give me a call. Give me a call. Let's get involved here. But this is not a, a unusual situation. There are still plenty of employees that are, have been put off work on a leave because of their vaccine status. You can continue waiting. I'm not going to tell you you're not allowed to wait. But what I am going to tell you is it doesn't really make sense to do that. What makes more sense is to say enough is enough. I'm going to get my severance and I'm going to move on. If you've had enough, if you just want your severance and to move on, give me a call. We've done this with hundreds, maybe even thousands of people now across Canada. Mm -hmm. So uh, looking forward to chatting. We'll get to Rob before he breaks. says, guys, can I be fired after eight months of working at a job after they falsely accused me of something I didn't do? I was only given one week's notice. 
Well, certainly you can be let go, but you'd have to be paid separate. So if they've accused him to do some, uh, doing something, uh, something wrong, and he didn't do it, he said it's false. Well, that means if he's losing his job, that has to be a without cause termination, meaning he gets severance. Uh, so obviously, if he did something terrible, if he in fact stole or hit someone or committed fraud, and the company can prove that, then sure, they they would be able to avoid paying him severance. But otherwise, full severance has to be paid. And by the way, even after eight months or, or so of employment, you're still going to be owed severance that's measured in months, mm-hmm. not days, not weeks, and months. So depending on his specific job and, and uh, his age, even after eight months of employment, he could be owed three, four, even six months worth of severance. So an important reminder there, for all those short service employees that have only, let's say, worked for a few months, your severance is still substantial. Your severance is still calculated in months. So don't accept anything less than that. I want to remind you as well, just at the tail end of that comment by Lior, pocketemploymentlawyer.ca, that website, pocketemploymentlawyer.ca. Tons to be learned on the website, the topics we talk about every week on the show. Plus, you'll have free and anonymous access to the severance calculator through pocketemploymentlawyer.ca. It does exactly what it's supposed to do. It will calculate the real number of your severance. We'll take about 30 seconds to go through the exercise. And 2 million of us across this country have tried it. 2 million have tried the severance calculator. Karen, stand by. Your call is coming up next, and we await your call as well. Well, how do you do it? 416-872-1010. We continue with the Employment Law Show. Stand by. It sure is. And we are back. Thank you so much for sticking around. Here's how you uh, reach out and talk to us for the remainder of the show. Love having you on. 416-872-1010 is how you do that. Karen, thanks for standing by. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Good. What's on your mind? Um, I just got terminated from uh, a job that I started... Uh, 10 days short of eight months and I made it past my probationary period and um, I was terminated uh, almost two weeks ago and I was given one one week of severance. Okay, so let me just get a bit of information, Karen. So you've been there for just shy of eight months and what kind of a job were you doing there? Um, Reception. Okay, got it. And how old are you, Karen? 58. So I can tell you that someone in your situation would be owed right around three months of severance, not three weeks, certainly not one week, but right around three months of severance. Uh, so given the fact that they only paid you a week, I, I'm assuming they didn't even ask you to sign anything. Is that right? Correct. Exactly. Good. So the, the the good news is because you haven't had to sign anything, you're absolutely able to proceed and and, and get your full three months of severance. Uh, you know, I was talking about it right before the break uh, in response to an email that short service employees, you know, people that you know, like yourself that have worked for a few months, less than a year, still have substantial severance entitlements. For you, that's about three months pay. So, Karen, what I want you to do is I want you to email or call me at the office. We'll give you that information in just a second here. And uh, let's talk and let's make sure we get you that severance. Okay. Um, The thing is, is that when I was uh, called over uh, to speak to somebody with HR and also one of the managers that uh, um, wanted to speak to me, um, you know, I, I didn't sign anything. I wasn't asked to sign anything. Um, they did make it very clear that it's a termination without cause and that yep. I could use one of the managers as a reference. Okay, good. 
So I don't know um, <laughs> if I proceed with anything, will that change the reference that I, I would uh, want to use? No, not only will it not change, one of the things we'll be able to also negotiate is an actual letter of reference, a letter, uh, a reference letter. So no, it's not going to change that at all. Uh, in fact, we're going to have that in writing as part of severance agreement that the, the person, whoever that person is, is going to be the one to give any verbal references for you. So not only is it not going to hurt that, it's going to strengthen it. So uh, there's nothing at all to, to hesitate or to worry about. So I am. I would be entitled to three months of pay because I have Correct. filed for EI. Yeah, um, absolutely. As, as you should have, of course. Uh, now, what will happen is once you get the three months, EI is not actually going to start paying you till after that three months runs out, right? Okay. Uh, but but uh, obviously, you're far better off getting three months of severance because it's full salary as opposed to three months of VI, which is only a small part of your salary. So uh, let's uh, let's connect off air, and, and this should not be very should not be difficult at all to resolve. Um, what would it cost me in order to be able to get this done? Well, most cases that we take on in these situations are on a contingency basis, so that you know we kind of put our money where our mouth is. But probably something that we are better off to discuss uh, privately. Uh, that's why I'm looking forward to connecting with you. So give us a call, and we'll take it from there. Karen, appreciate you reaching out, uh, my friend. Here is how you uh, follow up and go forward. one 821 5900 Again, one 821 5900 But here now to join us on the show. Love getting you on air. Love asking your questions. There are always answers to be had. That's 416-872-1010. Tushy, thank you for, uh, for calling in. How are you today? Good. How are you? Awesome. What's on your mind? Yeah, so I'm calling on behalf of my mom. Um, so she was with the company for 18 years. Uh, they filed a Chapter 15 bankruptcy and sold all their assets to another privately held company. Um, she got into an accident and she was on STD or short-term disability for three weeks. Uh, she got a letter in the mail that her um, employment has been terminated and there was no severance provided. So she actually uh, started working with the new company? Yes. And was there any any gap in employment or was no. she off for a while? No. So no. essentially no the, the first company turned off the lights on a Friday and the new company turned on the lights on the Monday. I'm really sorry, but I couldn't hear you. My point is she, she, she finished with the company one on the Friday and started with company two on the Monday. take you off the bluetooth sorry can you say that again so she's i'm saying there was no gap she's finished with the company on a friday and started with a new company on the monday yes that's correct yeah no gap okay so so number one they inherited her service so they inherited her 18 years so if they let her go they have to pay her severance based on the 18 years so your mom can be owed you know, 16, 18, even 20 plus months of severance. That's number one. Number two is if she she's uh, on a disability leave and a few weeks into that they let her go, well, now it's a, it's a human rights violation. You can't be let go because you're off on a disability, because you're, you're, you're injured or you're sick. That's right, illegal. Yeah. So beyond yeah. the fact that there's a severance issue here, of course, there's also a human rights issue. So, uh, Tushi, what you, what you need to do is to have your mom call me as soon as possible in the office. We'll give you that number in a second because she has very significant entitlements here, uh, actually huge entitlements. So I would not let the company get away with that. 
Okay, that's perfect. Um, I can give you a call. Yeah, I knew there was like a huge issue here, but she didn't want to, you know, take action. So I wanted to talk in, on behalf of her. Sure, absolutely. Good call. Appreciate uh, Chuchi. Thank you uh, for calling in. Here is that number to uh, to go forward. As we always say, one eight five five eight two one fifty nine hundred. One eight five five eight two one fifty nine hundred. You have lots of time as well as we uh, continue on here. That's four one six eight seven two ten ten, and it is answers at employmentlawyer.ca. Answers at employmentlawyer.ca. Uh, ben, coming up next is guys. I quit my job because my employer never paid me for statutory holidays and also refused to pay overtime. I asked for payment many times, and he always promised that he would pay, but never did. Is there something I could do to get the money owing? So, yeah. First of all, let's be very clear here that it's not the company's decision. Do they pay overtime or statutory holiday pay? That's why we have employment laws that obligate the company to pay those amounts. So there's no option. There's no discretion here. Uh, if, if the company doesn't pay, that's, some, that, that's illegal. So number one, if this applies to everyone. If your employer just won't pay you overtime, vacation pay, statutory holiday pay, for that, probably the best recourse you have is you can file a complaint with the Ministry of Labor uh, and they'll take care of it. And oftentimes, just by the Ministry of Labor contacting them, the company's just going to pay it. And that's fine. So that works quite well. You can't do that with severance, but you can do that with respect to vacation pay, overtime, et cetera. But there's a different issue here. If this person actually quit their job, because of this. Well, I'm frustrated. The company owes me money. They don't pay me. So I'm just not going to take this. I'm going to leave, which kind of makes sense, by the way. Well, that's constructive dismissal. If you quit because the company is not paying you as they should or what they owe you, you're not quitting just because. You're quitting because the company is doing something illegal. That's a constructive dismissal. So this person is actually owed severance over and above the money that uh, the person is owed for vacation pay or for overtime and, and holiday pay. They're on severance. And I don't know how long they worked there, but that could be as much as two years pay. So very important for that, you got to call me. Ministry of Labor can't help you with severance. Ministry of Labor should never, ever, ever be contacted with respect to your severance. But when it comes to other things, sure. So happy to chat with you. But remember always, for all our listeners there, if you resign because the company is doing something illegal, because they owe you something, because they're not abiding by the laws, and that's why you say, enough, I'm leaving, the law is going to look at that as a termination. The law is going to say you should be getting severance because of what the company did. Ben, appreciate you uh, reaching out. Here's the number if you want to have a, a chat afterwards, which I'm sure you will, one 821 5900 We'll continue with our emails. If you want to send one along, you might have time for the remainder of this show. If not, we'll get to it on the following show. Answers at employmentlawyer.ca and the phone number to call in now and talk to us so uh, you can bring on your questions and comments as well. 416 872 1010 is how you do that. We'll get back to the phones after a short break and lots more to go here, right here on the Employment Law Show. Stand by, coming right back. As we are back, it is 150. You still got some minutes to call into the show and talk to us. You have concerns either for yourself, for a, a colleague, maybe a family member when it comes to your employment life. Bring it on, 416-872-1010. There's always answers to be had, and you can get some pretty good quick satisfaction by just calling in live to the show. So uh, so there you go again, 416-872-1010. We're getting through a bunch of emails today. Answers at employmentlawyer.ca. Answers at employmentlawyer.ca. And catch us on the uh, small screen as well. 
well. Lior and I doing our TV thing. That happens Wednesdays at 9.30 p.m. on CP24. Just go to cp24.com slash askalawyer, and uh, you'll be able to see past episodes as well, and we'll catch you in a week. And maybe your email will make it on that show as well. Got TJ up next. Says, guys, I got into an argument with my boss and was fired on the spot. No compensation. I've always been a good employee and have worked for the company for five years. Can I get my job back? You know, I, I get asked that question often when people lose their job. You know, I, I talk a lot about severance on, on here as well as when I do consultations, but oftentimes people, when they lose their job, they feel that they were wrong. They feel that they shouldn't have been let go. And really what they want is just their job back. Let's, let's make it like it never happened. Here's the unfortunate thing. The reason why I talk so much about severance and I really never talk about getting your job back It's because the law can't make the company take you back. In most cases, that's just not possible. There is no legal mechanism to force a company to hire back an employee that it let go. It it, it happens in some rare cases in human rights, but beyond that, it just doesn't happen. Meaning that if you are let go, it's simply a matter of severance. The company is generally going to be allowed to let you go. Good reason, bad reason, no reason. But the law is going to come in and say, well, wait a second you have to pay severance. So going back to TJ's question, no, unfortunately, you can't get your job back, but what you can do is get severance. Even though you may have gotten into some sort of an argument or disagreement, maybe even a shouting match with your boss, I'm not saying that's a good thing, not at all, but that doesn't mean that the company, because of it, can let you go without severance. For you to be let go without severance, you would have had to do something terrible, something so bad that just makes it impossible to continue employing you. And, and getting into an argument is just not that. So just because you did something maybe that you regret doesn't mean you don't get severance. You do, but you don't get your job back. And John, that's, of course, the reason why you and I spend so much time on this show talking about severance, because yep. from a legal standpoint, that's what the law can do when you lose your job. It can uh, force the company pay, to pay you severance. It can't force the company to hire you back. Mean is coming up next. Says Lior, I've been on a, a medical disability leave for three months. My employer is putting pressure on me to return to work. They say that the business really needs me. I'm afraid that if I don't return, I won't have a job there to go back to anymore. Do you have any advice for me? Well, um, I guess it's it's nice to be wanted and nice to be needed, mm-hmm. but it doesn't change the fact that when you're on a disability leave, company cannot and should not put any pressure on you to come back before you get before you're ready. The only one that gets to decide if you go back or not and when that happens is your doctor. And a company can't punish you for refusing to to do what your doctor says, for refusing to go back to work before you're ready. Not at all. So the, my advice to Mina here is very simple. You stay off work until your doctor clears you to go back to work. Whether that's another week or another year, doesn't matter. You follow your doctor's advice. Once you are clear to return to work, you contact the company and you tell them. At that point, the company has to make all efforts to bring you back to work. They have to, to, to try, look hard. If, if there's a, a similar job, but not your old job that exists, they have to put you into that. They have to make those efforts. If they've tried and they really want to, but they can't, then maybe then and only then can they just let you go without uh, with severance. Sorry, not without, with severance. So for now... Follow your doctor's advice. It's not a good idea to go in back to work before you're ready. That's just an invitation of hurting yourself again and having to be off even longer 
So not a good idea. Follow your doctor's advice. And if your employer doesn't want to bring you back, doesn't try to bring you back when you're ready to go, then you call me and I'll deal with it. Yeah. What if it's a matter of, you know, they, whoever's been filling in for me in the meantime is, 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 you know, we've said this before is awesome. Just an absolute rock star. And the employer's like, Oh, I want to keep this person. Love you, Mina. But this person's really good. How do they, how do they uh, navigate that? So in a, for example, in a maternity leave situation, if the, the person is on a maternity leave, the answer is, well, too bad company. You have to make room for, for that employee, for Mina. Uh, and even if that means having to let go of the new employee you hire, you have to do that. With a disability leave, it's not quite the same. So if in the meantime, the company brought someone else in to do the job, they don't have to fire that person to make room for the employee that's off on a leave. So they, they, they are allowed to keep that person, but what they have to do, you see, is there still a, is there still room for that employee on a leave? Is there a, a similar job, a different job, the same job? And they have to go through that analysis. That doesn't mean having to fire the, the replacement, but they have to go through the analysis. If they don't even try, if they don't make that effort, if they don't cover all their bases, then they're in a violation of human rights laws. Richard's up next. Again, answers at employmentlawyer.ca. That's the email address we're pulling all these from. Says, guys, I'm about to leave my current job to take a position with a different company. This is a very difficult decision for me because I've been with the company for 10 years. What do I need to watch out for when I sign my new employment agreement? Wow. Well, smart uh, email to send and smart thing to be thinking of. So this is especially true if you're leaving a secure job. I guess you said 10 years to go with another company. So number one is don't sign anything that puts you on probation. You know, why would you agree to be on probation when you're leaving a secure job? Definitely don't do that. Continue along the same lines. Don't agree to any term that limits your future severance. Absolutely not. Uh, Oftentimes companies try to sneak in terms in employment agreement that would limit future severance. And that could be huge. It could be the difference between one day getting two months severance and getting two years severance. It could cost you tens, if not hundreds of thousands of dollars. So very important to watch out for that. Watch out also for something that gives the company the right to change your job or your pay uh, or your, your you know responsibilities. Never agree to that. Watch out for something in the employment agreement that allows the company to put you on a temporary layoff. Don't agree to that. So you may have significant entitlements down the road if you're let go because you've left a secure job, but not if you agree to bad terms in the employment agreement. But my best advice is don't sign that agreement without me seeing it first, okay? Do not sign that agreement without me seeing it first, reading it and telling you what it says and what it does. And what if it's a case in Richard's case where maybe that company that he's, he's not leaving just because he goes, oh, I like that place over there better. Maybe they came to him and said, come over to us and we'll take you on because we want you in an inducement. How would that affect things for him going forward? Well, it's a, it's a huge thing. If you're recruited from a secure job, you're working for a company and you're recruited by another company and then things don't work out, they let you go. Well, what happens in that situation is you're owed enhanced severance because you were recruited, because you were induced to leave that secure job, you're out in hand severance that recognizes your time with the first company. So you may have only worked for the new company for four months, but you worked with the old company for 10 years. Well, now that the company after four months, when they pay you severance, they have to account with the 10 years you had before. So that means you're getting a lot of severance. But that doesn't happen if you agree to a term in your employment agreement that limits your severance. 
So if you're leaving a secure job, that much more important than ever, be very careful with that employment agreement and not to agree to any negative terms. And that is a good way to wrap it up for this week. Appreciate all your phone calls and email correspondence. You're awesome. Keep it up. As we uh, pile them up, we get to them in the next show. And if you want to carry on that conversation with Lior and the crew now, simple, one 821 5900 is how you do that. Answers at employmentlawyer.ca. And I want to remind you, pocketemploymentlawyer.ca, the firm website. Go there for all other concerns and access to the service calculator as well. We'll catch you next time right here on the Employment Law Show.